0: Hey, you, yeah, you, I want to tell you about something I found out about the other day. Have you ever been just sitting there listening to a podcast and thought to yourself, man, I wish I could take note of what I'm listening to right now and read it later, but I'm too busy. I'm driving or I'm walking or I'm at the gym. Well, I'm happy to tell you that now there's something that you can do to solve this issue. Listener is an app that's created to transcribe what you're listening to and turn it into text and save it as a note. So you can actually access it later on when you're not busy. This app is designed to make your life a whole lot easier. Go to your app store or you can search it by its URL at listener, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-R hyphen app app That's listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-R hyphen app and it's free on your app store today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 11 of the Lions Den podcast. I'm your host, Fanny, and uh, with me today is a very, very special guest. Uh, Super, super excited to just ask Mark a million and one questions about what he does. And uh, probably, actually, not probably, definitely like the only person I know that's ever been out in space. Well, he hasn't been out in space, but you know, you know what it is and you're going to know what it is. So uh, without further ado. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Mark, Michael, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, Love listening to your podcast. Great people. Thanks thanks
0: for the support, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for coming on again. I uh, do honestly appreciate all your time. I know it's uh, probably super busy for you guys right now. You had a huge week last week, which we'll talk about. Um, Yeah. but, uh, But yeah, thanks so much for making time for me, man. I really appreciate it.
1: No, honored, honored you wanted me on this. Uh if I can help in any way, let me know. And we'll great do. talking to you in general, usually.
0: We'll do, we'll do. So uh before we uh before we sort of un- unpack everything, can you tell me how your quarantine was? What did you do uh since the month of March?
1: Uh so I actually got lucky. Um I got myself a dog. Um I
0: think I saw on Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's taking over my Instagram. Feed. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I'm not usually basic, but I'm basic for him. So I I had a dog, got him in November, um, and we've been roughing it out, the two of us together. It was great because he forced me to, like, get outside, walk a lot, Um, but everything obviously transitioned from, like, being in the office all day every day to working from home. Um, So, like, I made a makeshift, uh, like, home office in my, like, tiny downtown condo here, Um, and I've been chilling mainly with my dog. Uh, going out for, like, social distance walks six feet apart. Um,
0: What's your dog's name?
1: Uh, his name's Pippin, and I Pippin! do love basketball. So not not Scotty Pippin, but um, Pippin from Lord of the Rings, oh, okay, uh, okay. one of the hobbits. He's a mini husky, so, you I know. Yep, that's, is that what kind of that's...
0: dog? I was going to ask you what breed What breed is he? So,
1: he's a mini husky. It's an Alaskan Klee Kai, so he looks like a, a small husky or a raccoon. <laughs> Depending on how cultured you
0: are, <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a nice little uh, uh, what's it called like a range of things to look yeah, like, yeah, a raccoon or a mini husky. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I've seen cool. him. I've seen him in uh, softball. He's super cute, man. Yeah, what's his he's, name? He's oh, Pippin, right? Pippin, Pippin, right? Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. November's a pretty uh, pretty dope time to get a dog. I know everyone was hopping on that fad like February, March, and then. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't know how much you paid for your puppy, but puppy prices in quarantine have like quadrupled to say the uh, least
1: he, he's a rare breed so it's expensive to begin with and maybe yeah. we could talk about why i got him later uh i think that might come up uh is that business mess, related but... I would, well let's talk it about is, it now it is, now, it now is, that you it's, mentioned
0: it, like, now i'm eager to find out why'd you So like
1: him? so yeah so uh so for me like i'm doing this this whole like uh startup life and it takes a lot out of you um and you know i I work crazy hours basically all day every day since it started um and not much breaks. i wanted to like force back a little balance in my life and and so i'm like okay you know what like i'll i'll get a dog because at least like it'll be like okay you know you need need to feed the dog you need to walk the dog like it'll it'll force you out of the office to kind of do something a little different add a little balance into your life and it's helped a lot um But now, obviously, uh, because I've been stuck at home all day working from home, he has insane separation anxiety. So it's like it's like okay, like we need to get this under control. Because yeah, yeah,
0: that's a thing. Taking too
1: much, the balance kind of shifted. Yeah, when things
0: start going back to normal, like you're heading out and you're out of the office, is going to be tough, man. Especially in like a small little, uh, like a small condo or a smaller space. Yeah. So you moved downtown, I guess. Is that is that a recent thing as well?
1: Uh, moved downtown, uh, two years ago, almost. Uh, yeah. Uh, So you've been there.
0: You're, you're a vet at this point. You're a vet. I
1: I think so. Like we've, so the office has been here for, since we started essentially like in Toronto almost since we started. Um, and like, again, I'd work crazy hours. I used to take like the 1am, 2am bus home to Mississauga every day. Um, and like living here is way better. Oh, a hundred percent. The of sleep is like so different. Yeah, a hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. So um, let's uh let's start because I I want to talk about a lot of things and I want to ask you a lot of questions. So tell um tell our listeners, Mark, what it is that you do currently? What's your position right now?
1: Yeah. So um, so right now I'm what's called chief architect uh at Kepler Communications, uh, and like at a tech company, chief architect is like the like maybe call it lead designer so so we design satellites um and uh there's different parts to to like what we design there's like hardware there's software there's hardware on the satellite there's hardware on the ground to control it there's sorry software on the ground to control it um there's there's like a bunch of different technologies and my job is to kind of like segment it into pieces and then the then the sub specialists can like come in and like really focus in on the design for that stuff. So like, I'll be like, okay, this is what our software needs to do. This is what the hardware needs to do. This is kind of how they interact. And then we have a software team. We have a hardware team. We have a, you know, we have other teams. Uh, And that's, that's kind of my job. I'm like lead design, call it.
0: That's pretty cool. So how did you get to, to this point? What did you do in school?
1: Uh, so I wish school was super related, but it wasn't. Um, (laughs) I was usually the case with a lot of people. Yep. Um, but I was an engineer. So, uh, I went to U of T, I did something called engineering science. It's like a more, uh, theory focused, uh, engineering. Uh, you kind of do two years of like general engineering and then you specialize. And my specialty was called math stats and financial engineering, uh, I found that I was, like, really good at, uh, like, computers. Like, I was able to program that those courses came naturally to me. And I thought a cool job could be, like, I had, like, two dreams. Like, one was either, like, uh, automated trading. So, like, for, for like, an investment bank or something like that. And, like, on the stock exchange. Or, like, like I wanted to be, like, Jonah Hill and Moneyball, like, like, doing stats for a sports team but ideally not baseball but i was i was
0: actually gonna say because i'm pretty sure i remember you told me that before about you wanting to be like a statistician for an nba team or maybe just a sports team in general yeah Yeah, so like part of it is like
1: mathematically coming up with like what's the best team to put together for basketball or football or how should we how should we like uh focus our play calls or so on like that that stuff was a little
0: a little known art called analytics which has taken over the nba
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah that's sorry go ahead no no sorry uh yeah that was that was something i kind of wanted to do so i went into like this the math stats field um yeah and then uh, i started a master's in operations research which is like it's like It's like math for engineers, call it. Um, My master's degree was in like radiation therapy optimization. Uh, And then my PhD, I started that uh, and didn't end up finishing quite early. Oh, I can't wait wait to talk
0: about that. Can't wait to
1: talk about that. Yeah, so that was in uh, computer network optimization. So like we're moving packets through a network. What's the best way to do that? Where do they get dropped? How do I like... Okay, Combat that aspect of it, so again, it's a lot of like math in the realm of engineering is kind of where all my education was. Um, and then when we started Kepler, my job was like design a radio uh, so that was like completely different and unrelated to <laughs> anything I've done but but it was like a fun adventure. Um, yeah,
0: time flies it's been like half a decade since you guys started.
1: Yeah. Decade, yeah so.
0: like five years. I don't even know why I said half a decade and make it sound like cool.
1: Half a decade. So, yeah. <laughs> so we started. So originally, um, I think it was 2014, um, yeah. like late 2014. Uh, one of my friends, Mina, uh, came up to me. We'd been talking about a bunch of different like ideas for like other like startups or so. Um, and then he told me about this idea. And like, do you want me to get into it right now?
0: So I was going to say, like, just before that, I want to just ask one more thing. So you you kept getting, you know, after every step of education, you almost went to the next step, right? You, you did high school, and then you went to university, and then you did a master's, and then you pursued a Ph.D. Did you do this because you personally enjoyed education, you liked to learn, or were you unsure yeah. of what you wanted to do? So you said maybe, you know, if I take on more education, I'll figure something out, or open different doors for me like did you have a different path in mind completely
1: uh so originally so i guess like most egyptians my goal was do my degree you know get a job get married whatever but like i did some co-ops and and then one in specific stuck and it made me feel like maybe i never want to work ever um so i'm like maybe i'll just stay in school as long as possible because the work, like once you get out of school, a lot of it or my sentiment was a lot of it is about like collecting money and and like just trying to move up in the career. And, and that didn't feel like me. Um, so so I enjoyed like the school in terms of like working on projects and in grad school, especially it's like like you focus on your thesis and you become a specialist in that area and you could try to like come up with new ideas and so on. So that that was like appealing. So I was like, okay, let's stay in school as long as humanly possible, um, and see what can come out of that trajectory. But like, I always have this mindset of like, you know, what projects can I be doing? I always had like side projects that I'd work on. Um, so that that's that's kind of why I I stayed in school as opposed to like getting a real job. Fair enough. So
0: yeah. I, I so did Mina then approach you mid PhD before your PhD? Uh,
1: it was. It was like uh, as my master's, like I was as I was defending my thesis for my master's, start a PhD. Um, this specific idea came up. Um,
0: so let's let's hear the story.
1: Okay. So uh, that, the story was another one of his friends, Jeff, uh, went up to him and he's like, "There's this problem where satellites in space can't talk unless they're directly over the dish that controls them." And for most satellites, that that ends up being like one tenth of their lifetime. So you, are, when you're in when you're in what's called low Earth orbit, you orbit the Earth around every one hour and a half, so 90 minutes. You go around the world in 90 minutes. And if you're on the other side of the world, like if the satellite is on the other side of the world, you can't talk to your dish. So our proposition was let's put up a network of satellites that kind of act act. As uh as like the internet in space. So like Wi Fi for astronauts kind of.
0: Okay, so um <clears throat> yeah. So because like I'll be honest with you. Yes. When my friends and I are sitting around hanging out, you know, a problem yeah. happens, you yo, did you hear about that? Yeah, that was a problem. And then we'll talk about the problem, maybe like throw up some solutions to fix it, and then we just like move on, right? It's just like another another conversation. Yeah. And you're telling me that you guys had this conversation and you're like, yo, you know what? I think we should just launch stuff into space and fix this problem. And you're like, yeah, you know what? That sounds like a pretty great idea. Let's go ahead and do it. Like that, that sounds so like insane to me. It's like, how, yeah. how did
1: like, sorry,
0: go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: It takes a certain level of crazy, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like, like, I think fundamentally is like, it just sounded like a fun problem. And, and like, as like, I, I, I think I'm an engineer, like I embody like engineering in some way and like this problem came up and I thought like, okay, how can I fix it? And I was doing like all this math stuff at the time. I was like, you know, like satellites moving through space connecting with different satellites at different times. That's a fun math problem. Like I know, most people don't think like that. <laughs> but to me, it was like this is a really fun math problem. Like which which satellite should I talk to when? How do I move data through this network that's always changing? Um, as opposed to like currently, for the most part, like with like the the main backbone of our internet is connected through like fiber cables which are fixed. Right. So this mm, is like yeah. this is this is like a fun math problem. And I was like, okay, like I, I'd wanna do this, like where do we start? So when, um, when you guys had that yeah.
0: first discussion together and you, you were like, okay, this is a pretty cool idea in your minds where you like, okay, let's actually pursue this as we're going to start a business or was it more so like, Hey, let's, let's see if we can just tackle this. And if it happens, it happens. Like, like not that if it happens, it happens. I mean, like, did you just like take it upon yourself to solve the problem? Or did you actually from day one say, let's start a business. Let's get this thing going.
1: Um, like, there was always a mindset of this will be a business, but it wasn't so drastic. Like, so, like, we flirted with the idea at first. Um, like, it started, like, he, Mina told me this, like, on a go. Like, we were on a go train going back to Mississauga together, and that's where I first heard the idea. And then, you know, he told, uh, he got the rest of us um, in a room, and, like, we'd meet at, like, my lab, like, my grad school lab and just talk and we'd meet like once a week um, and just talk about like the problem, how we can fix it. Like, how do we go about like solving this issue? Um, what's a way forward. And then with time we transitioned into, okay, like let's just commit full time and do this. And I, I think the, 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 the gate was uh, Mina was offered a job in San Francisco that that was like exciting for him and he's like okay i can take this job in san francisco but that means i'm going to be on the other side of like north america we're not going to be able to to do this anymore so i want the rest of you to either commit 100 percent with me or we're axing this now so so that was kind of like the we had to like go all in uh okay, and that's, then
0: that's pretty crazy that's pretty yeah. impressive like on 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 all fronts like uh I, it's one thing to leave your your PhD program, and it's another to like turn down an opportunity that could be, you know, so great for the rest of your career. Like going down to San Francisco, and being I'm assuming he was in tech at the time as well.
1: Uh, he was just finishing his master's as well, uh, and and then like this job yeah. opportunity. I mean, or, none,
0: nonetheless, like crazy, yeah. crazy mindset to just like leave that behind and say i'm going to pursue this 100 percent um i want to know from from the moment this idea was birthed to what it is now have you guys changed at all or has it been the same we're always
1: changing it's been it's been a roller coaster of a ride um is it one of those
0: things where like when you started you had no intention on going into space and then you're like yo let's just go to space but i guess your whole idea was you knew you're to space space
1: space was a, a known thing but like if I think back about how little I knew at the time um, compared to now and not because like, I'm more intelligent now, but like, I just made like, like you had to go through five years of, of like learning and the dynamic of the company changes. And we go through so many different phases. Um, Like, like it's, it's been an insane ride with changes all along the way. Like, um, like we started with, like I said, it was, it was me, Mina, um, Jeff, Wen, and Steven really started. So five of us started this, and we'd meet at my lab, like, once a week. And and then, like, we transitioned to, to like, going. We lived together in a home in Seattle, like, the five of us, uh, while we were at an incubator in Seattle. And then we came back to Toronto, and we've... Like now we're sixty something people, so so like it's so wow. different. It's so different. Sixty
0: something people.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's crazy. It's man, it's that's been, insane.
1: Yeah, it's been very. It's been thank God, like it's been amazing, but also crazy.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. Um, talk to me about the incubator. So, I didn't, how long were you guys in Seattle? Actually, before you get into that, can you just explain to our listeners who don't know what an incubator is, um, just what what that means?
1: Yeah. So, um, so startups, there's, there's a whole like culture around startups trying to like kick them off the ground. You want to find the next like Uber or Google or Facebook or whatever, like you want that tech, you want to find that tech company that's going to be a billion dollar company. So there's a bunch of programs like all over the world geared to just help those startups, uh, grow. So, uh, for us, we went to something called Techstars in Seattle, um, where, you know, they hook us up with like coaching on like doing good pitches and like connect you with people in the industry and, and get you mentors that can help you like, uh, raise financing and so on. So, so that's, that's what like, an, and also they gave us like office space in Seattle. So that's kind of what it's about. It's just about, Helping incubating that original startup idea, so it can be, so it can grow into a larger thing.
0: What's in it for them though? Like, what is? I'm I'm sure there's not like a free service. Do they, do they take uh, some sort of
1: fee? Some are, some are. Uh, Techstars in specific, they gave us like uh, what's called a convertible note. Um, so it's like a a good way to get financing early on, and they took on some equ- and for that they got some equity as well. So, so they have some skin in the game, so if they, if we blow up into something really big, then they benefit that way, but also like they get funding from other places to just help out like there's There's a big push to to get small businesses like this to grow because you know you employ people and so on like this is how you get innovation as well, so
0: right, okay, so you guys went yeah. to Seattle uh you were in an incubator. How long did you guys spend in Seattle?
1: Uh, it was about four months, I think four uh, months okay
0: yeah. that's pretty that's pretty yeah. crazy so what What yeah, was so the four months us, like?
1: to me like i'm gonna be honest with you to me for me it was absolutely terrible um it was <laughs> seattle itself for like, the work no i think it was like everything came together at like the worst way for me uh and it put me in a really bad spot um but but like you know like again we're going through changes and changes is hard and like I'm um, like left my family, left my community, my friends. We're all in Seattle living together, um, and obviously like like arguments come up because like you know you're starting a business, right? And and like not everything is gonna go your way. It's your baby, but it's also the baby of four other people. Um, so so conflicts arise, and and my my solution to that conflict was, you know what, like just put your head down and work harder. Um and just like, you know, drown out all the noise kind of thing. So I'd end up like my plan was um we all like we live together and work together, right? So so I kind of like let everyone else get to the office a little before me. So they'd get in around like 8 45, 9, I'd get there like 9 30. And then I'd make sure I get home when they're asleep kind of, because, cause I didn't want to just like sit there to argue if that was going to come up. So I might get home at like one, 2.00 AM. Uh, every day. So I was working like crazy hours, um, with nothing else. And Seattle is one of those cities where it's not like there's much to do at night. I feel like the city closes at 9.00 PM. Uh, it's great for like, if you're going to go into like the mountains and hike, but you can't exactly start hiking at 7.00 PM after work or something. So, uh, so so yeah so it was kind of a rough time for me um but but like we learned so much we grew so much it was like I wouldn't I wouldn't undo uh in any sense of the world yeah but yeah and it was, that's, and that's one thing I wanna
0: time. I wanna ask you about that as well because all of you guys were students at the time correct when when this was birthed all of you were still in school or at that,
1: no at that point no we'd all we'd all committed one hundred percent. I mean, like when, um, when
0: just when the concept was birthed, like just the, oh, the day the idea came yeah. out, you guys were all in school, right?
1: Um, minus when when who is our CTO uh, and also possibly the most intelligent person I know. He, um, he's uh, he was working at Bombardier, which is they they make airplanes. Okay, and um, he was
0: was he a recent graduate? Like he's around your yeah, age he's, or is he a he's bit my older? Age. He's okay. my age. Yeah. So yeah. So the, I guess the point I was trying to make is all of you guys were. Recent graduates, if not even graduated, and none of you had owned an, your own business. I'm assuming maybe you have on the side, but nothing of this magnitude. And then oh, yeah. in a couple of years, you've turned from really intelligent students to businessmen, right? So now you it's a whole different ball game. Like not only are you coming up with the idea, implementing the idea, you also have to have a business hat on. And like you said, it's not just your baby. Is the baby of four other people. So five people starting a business, that's five different individuals with, yeah. you know, different preferences, different uh, mindsets, different ideas. Uh, so that is, I guess, would you say that you really saw the challenge in that happen in Seattle? and then Because you were saying you grew from that. So it seemed to me like that was sort of the natural, like, really getting to know each other and understand each other and, and just learn how to work together
1: uh yeah just yes like like we've worked together in different aspects before like I, I grew up with mina uh and we were in undergrad together we've been in school projects together but like nothing brings you into working together like this like 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 not only like seattle especially we were we were working all day together but we also lived together so like it's literally your family and your your job, all and your friends like your entire circle is this. It, it's your life. Um, so that's what it was for the Seattle period. But you're right. Like yeah, definitely we have like we're all different people. Um and and we didn't have experience doing this before. So there's a lot of learning and trusting each other as they learn. Like we didn't all learn the same thing, right? So we kind of subdivided. Uh, like our each each our own like role and you have to kind of trust the other person is learning like you're learning in your domain. So like my domain was like more on the technical side, whereas like Mina became CEO. So he was focusing on how do I raise money? How do I, you know, like deal with investors? Uh, Jeff was doing business development. How do I talk to customers? How do I uh, engage in like what we can do to like be a functional business in two, three years down the line? um yeah so so that like we, we each so you all look, have to put on hats up. you all yeah. have to
0: put on hats that you hadn't had to wear in the past and a part of that is faking it till you make it like you have to and i'm sure Under. i'm sure Under. you guys have been in a million different situations where you're in front of investors yeah. and you're talking like you're veterans on the block and you're like man your and you're like man i've been around here for like two weeks like and they yeah, have no idea I... <laughs>
1: yeah no for sure Like, um, it's crazy. Like I've been in some like investor, uh, like this, like trying to get investors, so pitches and, and they're like asking me, like they're bombarding me with technical questions. And I'm like, like I literally just learned this a week ago, but, but like here, like I hope I, I hope I know enough for you to give me a lot of money. So please. Yeah. So I actually,
0: um, I want to, I want to talk more about that because obviously for people who don't know and. And I'm by no means an expert in this, so you can step in here and correct me at any time. But with startups, the beginning stages of a startup, you're spending way more money than you're bringing in. Is that correct?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so very much the case, yeah.
0: Very much the case, right? So a lot of startups, that's why they go to these incubators. They meet with a lot of investors, and um, venture capitalism is literally like around this, right? So, yeah. talk to me about what what that was like in the beginning stage because there's five of you and yeah. all of you are are living in Toronto or you have an office space like you have expenses, you need at least some sort of income. You've just turned down a job, you've left your PhD programs. How do you guys get your funding in the beginning? And how does that evolve throughout the time like throughout your your process as a company like what's that like now versus what it was in the beginning?
1: Okay. Uh so to start like we had nothing um especially where we 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 need to build hardware so um at the very 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 beginning u of t we were at u of t uh, there was like a an a accelerator program, like another incubator program um at u of t and we won a few competitions, and that gave us like like on the order of ten thousand dollars I forget the number it might have been fifty but but we used that money to um, to mainly like buy the hardware that we needed to like get to the next phase. So the first year and a bit, we got nothing, like no income at all. Uh, we were kind of living off of our savings. Um, and uh, and then when we went to Seattle, like TechStars, they I said they gave us a convertible note, and we we raised like a little money as well from there. And we basically used that money to pay for expenses in seattle so so kind of kepler uh paid for the house they paid for the food um so it, it just kind of kept us afloat but again we didn't take any we didn't take any money at that point either um and then and then when we were raised more uh so we raised uh like a series a um and like then we started to pay ourselves a salary like and and we always like the, the mindset was just pay ourselves enough to survive and, and like the real reward will come later. Of course. Um, yeah. And then as we like, like, like the priority was always like, you know, build the technology, hire the team, uh, and then we'll take from the end. But like, yeah,
0: that's, was it, uh, was it tough to get all five people on the same page about that though? When you started cutting yourselves a check, um, that, you, you're almost just taking the bare minimum just to put the rest in the business like was it hard to get five people on board with that or were you guys no they got goal like think, understanding the end goal th- what it could be
1: yeah I think because we were all in it together it was not so hard um and and yeah like we were when like yeah it was it was easy because we were all in the same boat
0: so you started your um, your phd may twenty fifteen and you had departed January 2016, so it's a it's about six months, ish, half a year, into your PhD, you decided to exit and pursue this opportunity, which would see you you have no income for the next year and a half, two years maybe, and you're working like a dog. But you ultimately know what the end goal is. But what I want to know from you is what was that factor? What was the what was the real reason or the underlying reason why? or what you saw in Kepler at the time that made you say that this is the best opportunity for me? Because as someone who's been through school, like, man, I I don't know what it would be like to get to my PhD and just leave it all for an opportunity that could really be amazing or at the time could really amount to nothing. So what was, what was that thing? If there was a, 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 a certain thing what was it that drew you to making that decision?
1: Yeah. Okay. I just want to say I finished a year and a half of the PhD. So maybe the timelines are a little weird, but forget okay. it. Okay. So um, I I
0: misread when I was no, no, when I was cool. creeping your LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. I might have even written it wrong. Um but what kept me there was like okay, the two things like stuck out absolutely the most. Uh and I don't know which is which, so I'm just going to say them in an order that's not important um one there was like a really interesting problem and I'm drawn to like fun challenges and like I can as long as there's like something fun to do there that's good and two the team is incredible um like like I said like Wen might possibly be the smartest person I've ever met and and like the program I did in school I, you, have to, you meet a lot of smart people Wen's a genius um like Mina, Jeff, Stephen, also genius, like incredible people. And I know you're not going to say
0: it about yourself, but Mark, Michael, no, no. Is a genius. No,
1: no, no, not like them, <laughs> not like them. Um, the, the joke we had earlier uh, was the more education you have, the dumber you are. Um, And Stephen actually, he never even finished his undergrad. Uh, So he started as an intern with us. Uh, He was only supposed to be there for a year. And to this day, he hasn't left. So he hasn't finished his undergrad. Uh, when wait 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 wait, wait
0: wait 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 hold on hold on.
1: Hold so up, you, hi- up, you hired you hired this on. dude
0: as an intern in his first year, like he was just doing a co op through school.
1: Well, like we were we were just starting with nothing, right? Like we were just meeting at the, like it, we say hired. Like he was just there for the meetings in my lab. Like
0: how did you come? Ac- I- how did you come across Stephen? Like how did you guys meet?
1: So we're all at U of T, uh, Mina and Mina and Jeff and Wen and Steven, like the four of them, they were part of the university of Toronto aerospace team where they build like UAVs, uh, okay. uh unmanned aerial vehicles, uh, like, like drones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they were in like that school team, uh, together.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so they Mina knew, knew
1: yeah, Mina knew Jeff, Mina knew when, and Steven. and that's kind of how Mina knew everyone. And so that's Mina, te- Mina
0: is the the guy who he's like the blue guy.
1: He's the glue
0: guy. He's like the Dwayne Wade of the Miami Heat. He's bringing everybody in, teaching yeah. everybody how to win.
1: Sure. Okay. I- fine. <laughs> fine. I'm not. You said it. I didn't. I don't. I don't want to get there.
0: But cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh man okay uh i need to i don't know if i've ever i may have met mina in passing just like church events and and such yeah definitely need to need to have a conversation with mina Hit him up for sure um okay so let's go back to uh kepler so you guys obviously in the beginning stages you're you're each learning different things obviously some of you are learning how to gain funding Uh, some of you are learning how to actually put this technology together Others mm-hmm. are learning how to address uh, customers. How do you guys go about learning and and refining your skill set, and especially for someone like you, where you're being brought in to do something that you've you've essentially never done this before. Like this yeah. is not what you studied in school. I I don't imagine that you were sitting at home practicing building satellites when you were younger. You could have. Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you go about refining that skill set? How do you go about learning it?
1: Um. Well, there's, like, a lot of Googling, um, a lot of, like, we take on mentors, so I did a lot of, like, especially, like, I never designed a hardware PC, like, printed circuit board ever in my life till I got to Kepler, um, and, like, for that, like, you know, we'd, we'd find a mentor, or, like, someone who's done it before, and I'd just, like, get on the phone and talk to them for, like, an hour to pick their brain and then talk to another guy who'd done like FPGAs and talk to another guy who had done software and just like, just pick a lot of brains um, and a lot of Googling uh, and a lot of trial and error. And eventually something kind of comes together. Uh, and also like just sharing ideas with like the rest of the team. Like, like I said, like some genius people at the company. So you can always share ideas uh, and kind of, like, work through it together, uh, and that helped a lot.
0: Okay, but, yeah. cool. So you, you guys went from five people to 60-something now. That's yeah. insane. That's more than 10 times growth in uh-huh. a few years' time. So not only did you each have to learn how to become your your roles, your, your responsibilities now, but you all had to also learn how to hire people. You had to learn how to manage people. How to make people happy um yeah. you had to put together probably a huge like an employment package like things that you've never ever imagined even doing um yeah talk to me about that man like what what was that like uh growing the company doing the, did you guys do the hiring yourselves what what was that process like the growth process
1: yeah um so so we did do the hiring uh ourselves like we'd we'd be there for interview like we came up with an interview process um you know, interview, like, candidates. And, like, we'd been through interviews before, so we had some experience with that. Um, And then as the team grew, you kind of, like, delegated more responsibilities to those people, and they helped with hiring, and it's kind of like a chain reaction, right? So, So, like, at the start, I was, like, every person we hired, I was in an interview to hire that person. And then now, like... I get to the office and there's a new person and I'm like, Yo, hi, my name's Mark. <laughs> what do you do here? Um so so or like better yeah, yet so... they
0: ask you what you do here.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, who are you? Are you are you new here? Are you new here? Yeah. Just got here. Yeah. I was You ever, was uh, one you
0: ever watch that movie? Uh man, I just watched it over the weekend. I don't even know why The Dictator with Oh uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. With uh yeah. The point to cut his head, yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. I'm new here. Then like, just cut <laughs> his head, like,
1: get walk away. It. Nah, I nah, oh. get this guy out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not as insane as that, thankfully. But, uh, but yeah, like, it's the team is growing now. We have like an HR team. Like we, at the start, we were just basically a bunch of engineers, right? So yes, yeah. So like, it's grown. It's it's a very different company now than when it started but but like still fundamentally the team is incredible because we have like a really really solid core of people that I'm so grateful for um and and also like part of the learning I mentioned like you get mentor like earlier on I'd like look externally to like learn and now like because of all the people we've hired like I can go to someone who's like like I can go to someone and they're one of the best in the world at their role. Like in my belief, like I fundamentally believe that yeah, and I can talk yeah. to them and learn from them. So, so like it's, it's, it's a different style of learning now too, which is good.
0: That's uh so I, I, I know a big thing of, you know, a big challenge that a lot of startups face is hiring is staffing, filling positions, yeah. especially when you're looking for, very specific skills in your case you're looking for uh well i'm assuming you're looking for someone with a very very specified skill set um maybe a specific education that you're looking for Uh, and on top of that you're at this point a smaller player in the market against a lot of bigger companies bigger names the san francisco's the seattles as i'm sure you know so Talk to me about, you know, what that's been like for you guys having to find, like, engineers or very specific, like, skill set. How do you go about looking for them? And have you guys been um, – have you found good good luck with that?
1: Uh, so it's it's been a process and a lot of, again, trial and error. Um, so I guess, like, I don't know if it's better or worse, but we're in Toronto, um, and there's not as much – You know, exciting R&D, you know, space things here as you would find in like Seattle or San Francisco or like New York or who knows. Um, so like it's, it's, it might be a little easier to find people here who want to be in Toronto. Um, so that's, that's been one aspect, but we'd like actively reach out, like do some like, like, uh, pointed LinkedIn searches, um, to kind of like actively recruit um there's also been like word of mouth like tell a friend tell a friend etc and you hire but it's some roles of like we've been trying to hire for them for like over a year and they're just so specific and niche it's it's hard to find um so we did struggle a lot with that i think like every hiring plan we've had that i've seen we've missed on um i know we're 65 now But I think there was a plan at one point that said we'd be 100 by now. So, like, it's. Look,
0: at at the end of the day, like, as someone who is in recruitment, like, I've been recruiting for the last couple of years. So I understand the challenges of recruitment. I understand what dealing with people is like. And I would rather have 65 great people than have 100 where it's like 60 of them are super. Or, like, 30 of them are super great and, like, another 30 are, like, decent. And then you have, like, 20 that are, like, eh, like, not yeah, really no, kind of missed the ball on that.
1: I I agree with you 100% for sure. And especially, especially at the start when every person needs to put on five different hats because the role is changing so much and there's so much to do, having great people. Is so important. Like, you're with these people. Like, at the start, I was with the same four other people my entire, like, my entire awake. Like, I actually shared a room with one of them. So, even when I was asleep, I was with them. So, <laughs> so like... You're, and you're um, you're
0: essentially asking people who don't... Ha- like, Um, I don't want to say they don't have skin in the game because they all do. But I'm saying you're technically asking people who didn't start the company, who aren't founders of the company to almost treat it like it's their own company because that's the sort of commitment you're going to need. And that's like, it's so it's one thing to just say it, but you lived it. And I want people to really understand the importance of like when you band together and everyone's at a, at the same level and same commitment, what you can accomplish is great. But if you come together and even one of the five or two of the five are not on the same page, it could be really problematic. So Um, kudos to you guys for getting that right like and i'm sure it's been challenging and you've definitely made mistakes along the way but to say that you have to say that you have 60 something people and everyone that i approach is an expert in their own field it's uh it's it's phenomenal man congrats to you guys
1: yeah no like i'm super thankful like we got very lucky for sure with who we hired and um and like these people like 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 they are really bought into Kepler, and I think especially again at the start we really focused on like building a good culture that people want to work for, and they feel like this is they're coming in and they're part of the family, right? Um, and and it's theirs just like it is ours. And yeah, well, we might have more equity, but they have they have equity too, and um,
0: they're it's, it's pretty cool. Like just they like... also
1: get to like. Sorry, to, like know. there's there's an exciting aspect of like these people like some of them they're touching a satellite they're putting together and then they're in space and we'll like write their names on like parts of the satellite and they'll go to space or whatever like that's cool too so like the the mission that we're trying to achieve is something a lot of people can get behind and then I think as a team we've emphasized that we have we want to have a culture where people want to be here and want to see the mission get to its, you know, final stage.
0: For sure. And it's got to be it's got to be cool to have 60 some odd people work for you and you're creating a company culture. It's like back back in the day, like when when you're going through school, you're like, man, I everyone had that one company that they dreamed of working for. Right. Everyone had that that one company where they thought, you know, going there would be amazing because of X Y Z. The culture yeah. is great. The money is great. The The office space is really cool. They invest a lot of money back into their people. Whatever the reason is, everyone had one or two companies that they're like, man, I really want that. And it's cool to have 60 people, 60, 60 individuals that work for you. Say, I work for this company where I love it because X, Y, Z, and all these things are things that you, Mina, uh, Jeff, Stephen, Wen, all help build did I get all the names right?
1: Yeah, those are out. That's pretty phenomenal. dope. Yeah. I was I was like, yo I, said, was, two, I
0: said I said two names and I was like, man, I just committed to something that I don't yeah. want to embarrass myself. Yeah,
1: how can you leave someone behind? You gotta no, get them no, you, on you that. You can't you but can't you do. do that. No, you but it's do. gotta
0: be it's gotta be super cool, man, to like put that together and and just like see your efforts like uh come to fruition almost. You you go into work every day, you look at your culture, you're like, I built that.
1: Well we built that. So Yeah, so that's what that I meant. That's a, a collective eye. A collective eye. Yeah, yeah. A collective eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I think that's the emphasis, though. Like together we're building it. And then as, you know, number like the person who came in forty second as he comes in or she comes in, like they're they're part of, you know, handing it down to the seventieth person eventually, right? So so like as we grow it's it's just about like making sure we're all going towards the same goal together kind of and i'm not responsible for like i'm responsible for such an insignificant part especially at this point right um but but like hopefully like so when you, you know, we when you say enough of a foundation that that it can grow on its own
0: when you say at this point can you tell me what that means? Like what is your role now and why is it different now than it was before?
1: Um, oh, that's a very like uh, there's way many ways to answer that question. But like <laughs> like from even just like a from a Fleming a, a base, like interactions, like how many interactions do I have with every individual at this point? Not so much, because like one, we're working from home, so I don't see most of the people. And And to, like, there's 60-something people, I'm i in meetings with maybe, like, 15, 20 of them on the regular, right? So those are the only ones I'm impacting. That's not even, like, a third of the company, right? Whereas before, I'd be in meetings within 100% of the company, so I'm more impactful in that way. Um, But my role originally, like, when we started, like, I was doing a lot of the design. And then as we grew, I was, like, in charge of the engineering team. So, like the engineer- and we were primarily hiring engineers, so like so I had a lot of people reporting to me uh so i was so I was like managing all that but but, like my heart is in like design and technology, so recently, we hired a director of engineering, and she's taken on that role to kind of be like the mentor for the engineering leads um so so again, now I'm not like directly managing people at this point so again my impact on a day-to-day personal level is a little less um but like not to say i have no impact um i do but it's not like it was before at the start for sure i'll be honest i'll I'll be honest with you
0: mark like even even if you were not going into the office the fact that there is an office and there is a team and there are people yeah. working there. That is a direct cause of your impact. Like that is and it. So forget, forget even showing up like just because of all the work that you've put in the first four or five years, that itself is impact. So don't don't sell so, yourself short, man.
1: hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. Like it takes the next person to give it on. Like I, yeah. imp- like I had some contribution and making sure I'm going to just like throw out a name like Jonathan making sure he was bought in to like the Kepler mission. And because Jonathan is, is like, is like into it and whatever, like he can be dealing with like Christian and Christian's now super into like Kepler, right? Like, but I'm not dealing with Christian as often. Yeah, right? yeah. Jonathan. You're trying These to set the foundation, guys, the but...
0: blueprint and just pass yeah. it down. Yeah. Got it. Tell me about the process of sending things into space. <laughs> uh, like
1: sending what, things to space. So, like,
0: like, when Mina came up to you and said, yo, this is the problem. I think we can fix it. Okay, cool. All, all on the same board. We're going to go into space. At that time in your mind, what did you think? I, I guess it's hard to, to realize that now. But, like, uh, how much did you learn since that present moment about the actual process of launching something into space?
1: so much like you can't even imagine at that point <laughs> i didn't even know like, I, w- I
0: wish you like, had like written it down somewhere like this is what i think launching into space is and then like I, you read
1: it five years later
0: like what the heck yeah i
1: i wish i was that type of person to actually write things down in general but um yeah the, it's been so c- i remember like not even knowing like like how orbits worked Right. Like, like I knew from the physics, like how it worked, but like fundamentally, like w- what does it mean when you look at it? I didn't even know. Um But like, thankfully one of us like looked into the process of getting something into space. Cause none of us had dat- done it before. Um And then we eventually like booked a launch. And at this point, like, or like booking a launch, you just find a broker for a, the launch. Um, and I'm oversimplifying it, of course. And then (laughs) you just go down the street, go to
0: Starbucks and you're like, Hey, you,
1: do you broker 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 rockets? rockets? Yeah. yeah." (laughs) Um, so yeah, so you get, you, you end up buying a ticket on a rocket. Um, and we, we, we built small satellites. So our satellites, the biggest one so far is about the size of a shoebox, Right. So it's the
0: biggest one,
1: Uh, the biggest one, uh, Um, it's about the size of a shoebox. And that's not worth an entire rocket, obviously, like a a rocket is like millions of dollars to put a rocket into space. So um, usually there's like a main satellite that's going up into space that buys most of the capacity of the rocket. And then there's like extra space, like, like you can put some extra satellites in the trunk, for example, I'm just Like, it's not a real thing. There's no satellite trunk. um, So
0: were you actually on site for any of these launches?
1: uh, No, unfortunately, no. So far, we've had three. First one was in China. Uh, Second was India. Uh, Third was French Guiana. And I haven't had the chance to be on site for any of them. Uh, no, I want to, hopefully one day that have could be. Any,
0: do you guys usually send anyone from your company? Cause I feel like, wouldn't you need someone who knows how to handle it's, the
1: It's not a usual thing, um, okay. to go to the launch site. It, it gets integrated like elsewhere. So, okay, okay. so we have one guy who like, who takes the satellite and puts it in like, and gives it to the company that puts it in a special box and that box goes onto the rocket. Um, but to be there for the actual launch, that's like, like it could be a month later, or it could be, in the case of our third satellite, a year and a half later. Um, yeah, so, so, like, we haven't been, been there. Only Mina's went to China. Mina went to China for the first one. Um, the idea was to, like, there would be some Chinese investors that we can rope in as well. Um, but for the most part, like what we do is we'd have like launch parties here in Toronto for every launch. We'd all get to the office, watch the launch, uh, and then like stay and wait to hear like when the satellite tells us it's alive.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask like, what's that time frame Like what's the between when it launches to when it's alive and well.
1: So like, thankfully I remember this because for us, it was just two weeks ago or even if that. Um, so, uh, it will launch and like I said, the satellite takes about 90 minutes to go around the world. The actual, like, till it's from the, the rocket, you know, ignition to the satellite released from the rocket floating on its own, that's about an hour in time. And then, and then you need to wait till the satellite is over your dish, which could be happen within... Ninety minutes, or it could happen on another orbit. So usually a few hours, and then you can talk to it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So okay. I um, I I pulled up this article. It was off your website, but it was about the okay. launch last week, and I had a question for you. Yeah. There was um, I guess one of the sentences is um, uh, IOD five TARS is the final pathfinding satellite launched by Kepler ahead of the deployment of their Gen one satellites. Set the yeah. launch in the coming months, so this this sounds like it was a big deal, like this was like a can you can you talk to us about that like what this last launch meant for your business and where you guys are heading moving forward to so whatever you can't talk about? I'm not sure if yeah there's any limitations so, or anything, but whatever you can
1: oh well, I don't know who's gonna get me in trouble at this point. I'm just say everything I'm just, <laughs> um. <laughs> can't touch me You can't touch – no but um so the first two satellites were it's been a while since we had a satellite in space. And I think that's fundamentally why this is so big to us because we built this satellite. Like we, we, uh, like early 2019, it was done. Like we, it was out of our hands. 2019, 2018. Now I'm losing. Now, now I'm forgetting timeline, <laughs> but, but it was out of our hands and it was supposed to launch over a year ago at this point. Like, like it was supposed to have been in space for a year now. Oh wow. Um, yeah. and, like, it was just, like, delay after delay after delay. And we were supposed to use this, like... So we built our first two satellites. Um, it was a specific design. And then we wanted to add new capabilities and really improve on the technology. So what we decided was basically to rip it all up and almost start from scratch. Not complete scratch because we learned so much, but, like, like a new core beginning um and this was going to enable way more things for us in the future so we built the satellite and we were hoping to launch it you know sometime in 2019 uh, um and and unfortunately like that that launch company they had they had a failure which didn't work and then covid and then there were weather delays and who knows So everything kind of got delayed. So like now that this one is finally up, we can start testing like this new design. Uh, and then, and then the generation one satellites are coming like super, like they're, they're hot on the, on the heels. Like they're coming soon. Um, so, so we're really trying to learn as much as we possibly can with this third satellite because, because there's so many more satellites coming up soon. And we don't want them to go to waste kind of. Yeah.
0: So this next year is a pretty big year for you guys then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So
0: this is, uh, this is what, uh, this is what you guys have. uh, This is what you all walked out on. This is it. This next couple of years. This
1: is what we walked out for. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's been, yeah, this year is, there's a lot happening this year. And also like, and I think like if you're a startup and, and like you mentioned early, like, earlier like you you use more money than you spend that's we're still very much in that case um i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say this but i'm going to say it anyway there was a joke early 2020 that was like our company goal should be to raise enough money from like selling our service to pay for the snacks that we have for the employees like that's the circumstance that we're talking about here because we're we're launching satellites that are very much like demonstrating that we can build something that can grow, but it's not like, it's not the end uh, in of itself yet. Right. And we're slowly building the service as the satellites are launched. Right. So it's a journey. So like, it's a, it's a journey. And in 2020 it's like, we're, we're trying to, to like make this like closer to a real business and also like we need to raise more money to stay afloat so like so there's like a lot going on and and it's an exciting year yeah
0: that's amazing man and um just just before we end it off i want you to just if you can like sum it back or like pack it all in just uh because we talked about this in the beginning but can you just explain to our our listeners again just exactly the goal of kepler like what you guys are aiming to do with your satellites in space what you're trying to accomplish just like a yeah so
1: months. so the final goal is internet in space so like my joke about it is like wi-fi for astronauts um eventually when there's space tourism like and you want to like instagram out your your pictures instagram out your pictures wow that's <laughs> terrible um <laughs> When you want to do those things, like, hopefully you're using Kepler uh, as the goal. And the idea is, like, you're enabling, we're enabling connectivity outside of this earth. And just like when we built the internet and look at all the things that came out of that, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Amazon, Google, all came from the internet. Who knows what will happen when we enable internet outside of earth? Yeah,
0: and I was I was actually gonna ask like what kind of companies or what kind of services would use your service or would need your service?
1: Um, like space tourism when it happens, people who launch satellites and they want to do like real time communications with their satellite. So there's there's people out there who are trying to image the Earth, you know, like once every minute, right? And you want to be able to get your data down right away. You want to talk to your satellite and know what that picture looks like right now. Uh, you'd use us like that's kind of where we are.
0: And then obviously, because like you said, man, like with the internet, the internet was the trendsetter, you know, the, the internet came in and then everything came after the internet. Cause people looked at the service and were like, huh, I can use that to create this, which is going to be huge. So yep. there's probably a, so many things that haven't even yet, been launched or thought of yep. that your service is going to unlock, and I hope that that's, that's our hope. Yeah, and I, I honestly hope that even like one of you guys like throughout this process comes up with something. You're like, yo, I'm just, I'm waiting for this to launch, and I'll like backpack off, it and then you just like that. That sounds like hmm. an amazing opportunity. Think about that.
1: Think about it I'm as thinking.
0: you go, as you go along. But Mark, um, it's been an hour, so I don't want to take up the rest of your afternoon. And our Raptors yeah. are playing Game Six in 23 minutes so it's uh i need to become spiritually and mentally engaged before i can watch that game uh but man thank you so much like what an interesting conversation what an amazing uh business concept and just kudos to you guys for your continued hard work and please put in a good word for for with mina for me i'd love to to have a conversation with him just to to see what to pick his brain and and how he came up with that idea and obviously like everything that went in, into that. So, um, again, I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. There's actually like, like really, really appreciative that, you know, brought me on, love what you're doing. Um, and like, yeah, if I can help anyway, I'll talk to me for sure. Thank you, uh, sir. You know, yeah,
0: I, I absolutely appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening and enjoy the game. And yo, one more thing, enjoy the football season. Cause it starts back up tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow,
0: yep yes sir so i'm I'll going s- to do all those things let's go eagles <laughs> let's
1: get it yeah, i'll right. see you around care, bro sir. thanks again bye bye now
0: ladies and gentlemen that was mark michael of kepler communications um man i have been so excited to have mark on just to pick his brain like how many people can you talk to who have launched stuff into space into outer space like that's super cool so shout out to you mark shout out to kepler communications wish you guys all the best and um guys thanks so much for tuning in it's uh we're 11 episodes in at this point and uh, there's been a lot of great feedback and a lot of uh good uh i'd hope good conversation taking place so thank you guys for your continued support you know where to find me apple Podcasts, free for iphones uh and spotify as well and um subscribe like and And just let me know what you think, guys. And uh, I I appreciate it, and I will come at you again, uh, episode 12. Take care.